You're listening to the Ball and Beats Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Ball and Beats Podcast. How are we doing today, Spencer, Alan, and Aaron? Hey, hi, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. I'm back again. (laughs) Yes, yes. David is out. Our music man is out today. But again, we are back here with another interview type episode. Last time we had this, we had Dante Maddox this past week. That was a very excellent interview. You know, star basketball player here for Toledo. And we have this time your leading scorer for the Toledo Rockets, Ray J. Dennis. Sir, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. What's going on? So good to have you on. You You know, just this past night, uh, you guys went up to Central Michigan and you passed uh, 1,000 career points as well, uh, just in two years here at Toledo. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Yes, sir. It was... You know, fun, fun game started off a little a little slow, but then winning by 31. You know, you guys have been on a, on a roll here really this whole season. You've got, I believe, is, if, it, if I'm correct, it's 14 straight it's 14 victories. 14 straight wins, yep. You know, you started off the year 10-6, and 1-2 in conference, and now you've just quickly got this groove and you've been on this groove going into Cleveland here. And, you know, as Dante Maddox had stated that Coach Kowalczyk has basically had you guys almost unfazed and, you know, whatever challenges kind of come your way, you guys have just kind of handled it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we got a team that like really doesn't flinch under under pressure, uh, whether we get down or anything like that. But I mean, as far as the season, like we started off slow, figured out some things we had to uh, fix. Like we weren't playing any defense at the beginning of the year. Guys were scoring 80 points a game and we we're outscoring people like the games are like 100 to like 85, like yeah. high scoring game. So now we're starting to play a little bit of defense and it's helping us out a lot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, this season, Toledo just won their third straight MAC title. You know, Todd Kowalczyk has built a culture of, you know, it's a winning program here at Toledo. How does it feel to be a part of winning a third straight MAC title? And how does that feel, you know, going into this game at Ball State, you know, have some pressure on you, you know, not pressure on you? What do you think? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's definitely special to be a part of this and uh, what, what Coach K built. Obviously, he, he built something really special here. And, uh, I mean, we've kind of just taken it one day at a time, honestly. That's been our kind of mindset probably since the season started, honestly. So, I mean, we take care of Ball State, and then we worry about uh, Cleveland after that. But we got to take care of Ball State first. One game at a time. For but sure. I want to go back to your days at Boise State. How was that? Uh, to be honest, like, most people think when I transferred, like, I hate Boise State or something like that. I love it. Like, I love Boise State. Uh, it was a great experience. Uh, I got a lot of playing time. I played a lot my freshman year, uh, started half the season, started the whole season my sophomore year. Uh, it just, you know, some things aren't, just aren't the right fit. And uh, Coach K recruited me out of high school. And uh, actually, it came down to Toledo and Boise. Mm-hmm. And I chose Boise over Toledo. And Coach K told me to keep his number. And so when I hopped in the transfer portal, he was the first call. And yeah. once he called me, I just kind of knew. I've noticed that with uh, transfers that come into Toledo, Toledo's already kind of one of their schools that they have really focused on as well, besides the school that they ended up choosing. You know, I also noticed looking you up, you also had Washington State and Colorado State on your radar as well. And I was interested, what were those, what was those schools? Why were they interesting to you as well? Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's easy, especially coming out of high school. Like our dream is to go play in the NBA, right? So you, you, naturally want to go play at the biggest school you can and so you know Washington States and the Colorado States and you're playing in Mountain West and the Pac-12 and when high majors come around as a young kid you naturally kind of hop on that 
not knowing like everything that goes into it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, that's really like the biggest reason I picked Boise State over Toledo, just bigger conference and gets a little more notoriety. Now, mm-hmm. after playing in the MAC, do I agree with that? Not necessarily. Uh, like the Mountain West will probably get like four bids in the NCAA tournament, right. or you have three yeah. teams and then one team in like the first four, uh, the first four games. So, I mean, and only one MAC team makes it. So, I, I think that's a little lopsided. But, um, I mean, that's the only reason I picked Boise over Toledo. Right. You know, looking you up, you come from the Chicago area as well as Dante in that area. Born in Plainfield, you went to high school. You first went to high school in Montini Catholic High School, transferred to Oswego East. You know, you were a baller there. You averaged over 23 points in your high school career. What was that like for you? Were you all ball since you were a kid as well? Yeah, it's been ball for a long time, as long as I can remember. Uh, You know, playing on the little tykes hoops, doing that. Uh, Played AAU growing up. Um played like a lot of my friends like I grew up playing with like a lot of guys are playing at schools or uh in the midwest and just around the country in general so uh yeah big basketball background been playing basically my whole life okay yeah I noticed you were a McDonald's All-American nominee your senior year of high school uh you were also a Chicago Sun-Times All-Area Selection you were one of the hotter commodities coming out of Illinois at the time and, you know, did, did you ever play with some of the guys that you've either played against so far in college or teammates like Dante? Did you ever face any of them guys coming up? Uh, Yeah. So, like, most of these guys, like Dante, uh, so, like, me and Tyler, who T got hurt. Mm-hmm. But uh, me and Tyler have been best friends since, like, fifth, sixth grade. Okay. So that's been my boy forever. But, like, me and Dante always been cool for a long time. And, like, like we don't necessarily, like, play each other in high school and stuff. Like, if we meet all, like, in the States or something like that. But it's so tough in Chicago. Not everybody gets there. But, right. uh, like, it's more like the runs. Like, we'll have summer runs and, and things like that where all the best players come from around the state. We'll kind of meet up meet up at a neutral spot and, and play. And that's where we all kind of gain those relationships. Okay. When you were at Boise State and now that you transferred to Toledo, you've been here for two years. You've been very successful, like we talked about. You got 1,000 points in just under two seasons, which is just very impressive as it is. What's the biggest difference in terms of basketball coaching fans' atmosphere that you've noticed from transferring from Boise to Toledo? Um, to, to be honest, like the, the fan base is, is similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, both really loyal communities, like all love for their team, like not really too much outsiders in a sense. So like really similar in that way. And then like just two different, totally two different coaches. I mean, Boise's been successful uh, since I left and before. So great coach there. And Coach K is a great coach. Even obviously you guys know his resume. He's been super successful. Mm -hmm. But um, no, I'm just thankful for Coach K and giving me this opportunity and putting me in a position to uh, be successful in our team. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. you guys have arguably one of the you have the best team in the MAC, in my opinion, and arguably one of the most balanced teams in any conference. You know, four guys averaging double digits. You know, when someone's not going off, you have someone else to pick you up, like Shoemate or Milner or like we Dante last week. What's the, you know when you were at Boise did you have would you did you have mostly balanced teams or were you had one guy that you had to mainly focus on? Um, I'll say my freshman year was a little less balanced. Our sophomore year we had a really balanced team. We were good. We kind of underachieved. But uh, my freshman year we had two like pro level players. NBA, they both got NBA looks. So and they were kind of the focal point of our team. And the rest of us were like we were solid. But like we, you didn't really expect much yeah. from us in a sense. So but like 
I mean, last year, like, we kind of had our starting five, and, and we had guys that I love, friends I have, you know, to death. But, uh, like, we weren't necessarily a super deep team last year. Mm -hmm. But, like, this year we're deep. Yes. Like, we got a lot of different options, a, a lot of different places we can go if somebody's not playing well. Um, and quite honestly, the country is lucky Tyler Cochran got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Another guy who averaged double digits last yeah. year. He's yes. a monster. Yeah. Yes, you know, this team is really honestly stacked. You guys, as I stated earlier, you know, you've had challenges. You had Akron come back home. You beat them by 21 points. You've had a bunch of these other teams. You just haven't been, you know, you're up to the challenge almost every night, week in, week out, day in, day out. You know, is that a testament to Kowalczyk's coaching and you guys and your mindset? Uh, yeah, definitely a testament to uh, Coach K. And then um, we we have a super competitive group. This is the most competitive team I've ever been around. Like one one through fourteen, fifteen is, is super competitive. Like our, our summer battles was crazy. Like stuff that you hear like in stories and, and everything like that. So I mean, so when we get out there and get to play against somebody else, and we get to play as brothers instead of against each other, it's just like we're not scared of nothing. So we asked this Dante last week. We asked Dante the last this question last week. I think Alan, do you want to say it? <laughs> Is it the one I'm thinking of? Then, yeah. Who's your GOAT? Michael Jordan or LeBron James? That was my question, but that's fine. <laughs> well, I have, a, I, have, I, have, I have like a follow-up to that no, question good. when you answer. No, my GOAT is uh, Kobe Bryant. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's I'm a Kobe guy. You know, we, that's my GOAT. I, yeah, we just wanted to ask because, you know, being a Chicago native area, that area, you know, it was intriguing, you know. Neither of the Chicago guys have given us the Michael Jordan answer, which yeah. I have been surprised about, to be honest. But You know, I, I did also, since you asked that question, who, I, who is one player? Is, is Kobe the guy you've probably modeled your game after? Uh, and your mentality and how you play? Yeah, like growing up, kind of. I, I tried to. But, uh, I mean, as you get older, you got to be realistic with yourself. Like, I, unfortunately, I'm not 6'6", 225, yeah. and that's, yeah. just, <laughs> that's just the way it is. So, like, some guys I modeled my game after, like, going back to Chicago, like Jalen Brunson okay. is a big yeah. one. Okay. I grew up watching him in high school and everything like that. Fred Van Fleet. Uh, I mean, I like to watch Steph, love watching Dame. And kind of guys that I'm similar to, similar athleticism, and I can relate to and see me see myself doing that at the next level. Okay. So growing up in the Chicago, Chicago area, obviously you have your Michael Jordan, and I'm sure he's had a great impact on the city, but also Derrick Rose. I haven't really met anyone who really talks about the impact. So is there like an impact that Derrick Rose has left on the city of Chicago? A huge impact. I mean, on me and like my generation is Derrick Rose. Like everybody says Michael Jordan, and obviously you got to give him the respect because it's, I mean, it's Mike. Yeah. Right. But I mean, for me, it's like Derrick Rose, like my floaters, like all that, like that's all come from Derrick Rose. Yeah, for sure. Who would win a dunk, dunk contest on the team? Because Dante said last week he would win it easily. Um, easily? I don't know. Seth got <laughs> some in his bag, but Dante probably would win. Yeah. All right. All right. We just wanted to make sure Dante wasn't just, you know. Yeah, Captain. <laughs> yeah. I got one. So last year you mentioned not being such a deep of a team, and half of the, um, part of it was you had a star player in Ryan Rollins. And he was like the leading guy. He was a Mac freshman of the year. Pretty, I can't remember if he won Mac player of the year or not last year. Runner, but runner up. Runner up. But, yeah. um, and it seemed like this year you have taken up like the bigger role this year as the main two guys. So what kind of impact? What, what was your mind going into this season when Ryan Rollins got drafted? Yeah, I mean, you just kind of got to play a role and, and do what your team needs to win. Like last year, like we had Ryan, one of the best top five score in the country, If I mean, offensive player, if you ask me. 
So, like, you don't need me coming down, shooting a bunch of shots. Like, get him the ball and watch out sometimes. Like, that's just what you got to do. So, really just to, you know, do whatever the team needs to win. Right, for sure. Talking about that, you know, watch your play over 19 points per game this season. You know, we've sit here, we've watched you play all year. We sit here and think you should win Mac player of the year based off of how you've played. Uh, but how important is that really to you in the long run? What, Mac player of the year? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, it would be a great, uh, like, accomplishment and award to get, no doubt. But, I mean, we got one goal, and that's to go get that MAC tournament championship. For sure. You know, I, I overheard um, a news article or something talking about uh, the real goal here in Toledo is really to get far in the in the March Madness tournament as far as maybe the Elite Eight, you guys believe, and you have that confidence in your guys' selves. And the way you've played, it's really showed that. You know, you are second – and offensive efficiency in co- in the in college basketball, yeah. eighty five points a game. That's unheard of. We already mentioned the four starters who get double figures or more. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable watching. This looks like the most complete team I've seen Toledo have in a long time. And you guys just look up. You look like you're ready for major success. Yeah, I, I, that's just I I don't know, even know how much to add to that for real. Um, you guys have just been that impressive, and it's. Just keep it going. We're boasting with confidence. I I think that's that's the main thing is I think that this team has a ton of confidence heading into Cleveland. I mean, coming up with 14 straight wins, you know, like you said, you guys were at 10 and 6 at one point, you know, a little iffy coming off a road loss at Kent State. And ever since then, you guys have just been dominant. You guys have fought for wins. You guys have gotten blown out wins. I mean, people don't realize Akron was top three in the MAC when you beat them by 21 here at Toledo. I mean, and then you go on the road, beat them by 10 points. You guys have had impressive Mac wins in this 14-game stretch. And even earlier on in the season when you played UAB, I mean, Jordan Walker is an unbelievable player. Absolutely. And then you had Imoni Bates have 40 against you guys, and you still won at home. And then the next time, he had four. Thanks to some great defensive, you know, plays by Raheem Moss and just the team overall in general. And I think what my main question is, what is your guys's? I know you're, what your main goal is to make the make March Madness. What has been the mindset difference starting at ten and six, and what has changed since you've gone on this fourteen game winning streak? I mean, it, it it starts with the coaching staff, and it just trickles down through our leaders and veterans all the way down to to the last guy. And like like I said earlier, like it's just like we don't flinch. Like we know how good we are. We know how good we're supposed to be. Um, we're not scared of anybody. And it starts with Kay. I mean, he, he walks around with that swag and brings that confidence, and he gives it to me, and I give it to the rest of the team. And it's just kind of like that. And even at 10 and 6, we had a team, like, we had a bunch of guys, like, we're fine. We've and been think, through the college basketball season before. We're good. And For sure. The main thing is, is, like, from last year to this year, you have grown exponentially, especially with this team. I mean, I see you as a true point guard. You're an efficient passer. You're an efficient scorer. You're the leading, you know, points per game on the team. Uh, what is what do you feel like your impact has done for this team in the long run? Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think it's been good. I mean, I think I've had a good impact for this team. But uh, I mean, I give a lot of credit to Kay. Like he's a great offensive mind, and and he's able to put me in positions to to be successful, and then you know play to my strengths and get other guys involved. And then I mean, it helps when you when you get to play with Dante and Seth and JT, where you could just literally pass them the ball and they'll shoot and it's going in and I've, and it's probably good if you ever do have an off night you can rely on your other guys to pick you up since you have such a balanced overall team absolutely yeah that's the thing i think that's stuck out to me the most you know say if one guy does have that off night 
the other three or four, even five coming off the bench with AJ Du and, and Farmer. Farmer coming off the bench, it it it's just going smoothly. You know, regardless, it's a smooth operation. Everybody on the on the court. You know, I want to ask piggyback off of his question and ask. You know, what's your what do you want your legacy to be here at Toledo once it's all said and done? Um, I mean, Mac tournament. I, I want to be the the team that broke the the curse. Yeah. You know, with the quotes. But that, that's what it is. Okay. You know, I, I do want to get a little personal here with questions because I do know about you growing up. You were born with a clubbed foot. Mm -hmm. And I know that has been a thing that a lot of people who play specifically athletics, you know, that's just an already hard to push through. What has that made and helped your mindset coming up and becoming the player that you are now? Yeah. Having to push through all of that. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a little harder when I was younger. Kind of, you know, when you're younger, you don't understand why you have some somebody else has something else. But, like, I mean, yeah, like, it was tough, like, you could say that. But, I mean, as I got older, it's just, like, I can't be upset about something I never had, you right. know. So I just For sure. play the cards I was dealt, and, and we go mm -hmm. from there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's impressive what you've done, you know, looking at – that and how you've played it's almost even more impressive and I think people should take notice of that as well you know so I also wanted to know is your like main goal after all is said and done to make the NBA or do you have like other like career aspirations uh I mean yeah absolutely uh, whenever my college career is over to to play in the NBA but um I want to stay in basketball, whether it be a coach or a sports agent or working for an NBA team, something like that. But it'll be something in basketball once once the ball stops bouncing for me. Right. You a Bulls fan? I am, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know, we meant, you know, talking about the Jordan-LeBron debate, but that was that was the real question here. Yeah, true. That was the real question if you were a Chicago Bulls fan, Miami Heat fan, Pistons fan, Thunder fan. Cavs fan. So we're yeah, everywhere. All over the place. <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, we, we don't stick to one city. <laughs> no, nah, definitely not. You know, can be from this area in like teams thousands of miles away, but that's 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 all right. You I, know, so. I only see the Thunder when they play the Pistons. Hey, man. Normally they right. win because Detroit doesn't win. No. Um, <laughs> what was your earliest memory of basketball growing up? And what was the main thing you're like, okay, I know I want to get into basketball and I know I want to make a career out of this? Um, so like, it's funny, like you I see pictures and stuff of me when I was a little kid, like playing on my little rim and stuff, but I don't really remember that to really? be honest. Like my first memory is probably like, I don't know. I was probably first grade. My dad was coaching our team. I'm playing with all my boys. We were playing like some YMCA league and we went and won that league. But I, that, that's really what I just remember. Mm -hmm. Like we were undefeated and I was out there having fun with my guys and was just like, I think I'd be pretty good at that. Who's been your biggest inspiration? in your basketball career uh my dad for dad. sure yeah he just i mean inspired me to work hard showed me how to work hard uh and shit i mean he worked hard with me so like he in the gym with me at 2 and 3 a.m mm -hmm. and and so him absolutely So I played sports in high school and, and before every match because I so I would play tennis before every match I would have my own routine. So do you have like your own little set of routine of like anything you do before any games? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely have my own uh, routine and I mean one thing that I do before the game is meditate. Like I'll lay on the ground out there and just you know breathe and. 
kind of forget where you're at for a second and just let let you relax and, and get them out. So our music guy, David, is not here. But I was also wondering, what type of music do you listen to uh, just in, like, your free time or, like, when you're preparing for a game? Uh, yeah, like rap or R&B. It just kind of depends on how I'm feeling that day, what I need. If I feel like I'm a little sluggish, I listen, listen to some a little more upbeat. Yeah, for sure. And, like, if my adrenaline's already pumping too much before the game, I listen to some a little slower. Okay. Any specific artists in particular? Uh, my favorite right now is, like, Meek Mill, Lil Baby, and Future. Okay. I'm probably most listened to. And then all time is Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Ooh. Yeah. That's an intriguing one. You know, I'm not a big, I'm not the biggest Jay-Z guy, I'm not going to lie, you know. But, you know, what he's done for rap as a whole is no one's done, you know. So you got to give him respect where that is due, you know. When you went to Boise, did you ever go in any football games? <laughs> yeah, like that's all of them. <laughs> like all of them. How's it feel to have a blue field? Yeah, I mean it's a that's a I mean it's a football school. Yeah. So like I mean the football game environment was crazy. I mean the blue field, you don't see that every day. So it was definitely cool to see that and be able to walk on it and everything. I mean, they sell out every football game, so it's yeah. a it's mm-hmm. a crazy environment. Yeah, they got a good football ped- pedigree, you know. I also want to ask this. You know, talking about what's the athletics like here with every other. Do you ever interact with people from other sports on this campus? Are you friends with a lot of other people? You know, what what's the overall atmosphere of Toledo athletics as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're all pretty cool with each other. Um, I mean, you got no choice but to see most of the athletes like half of us, you know, are in the same building or walk through the same building. So, I mean, like we're real cool with the girls team or like. Football players we're cool with, soccer team, softball, like the baseball players. Like we see all, we all see each other. So, yep. You know, in my opinion, we have one of the best athletic, you know, one of the newest athletic directors in Blair and one of the best athletic programs in the entire country. I mean, our men's and our women's team is both in first place in their respective conferences. I mean, how does it feel to know, like, if you have an off day, you can go see the women's team and, you know, they're going to be playing great? Yeah, I mean that's that's fun. Like, like tonight. Yeah, they have game a big game tonight. In first very place. big game Saturday, and uh, you get to go watch them do their thing. That's uh, always fun. I'm excited for the game tonight. I really am. Yeah, for sure. You know, that, that's that's just amazing to see what Cullup and Kowalczyk has done here, having both of these programs really having a legitimate chance here at March Madness. You know, this is probably the highest point right now for Toledo basketball that it's been at in honestly probably its entire this is existence the deepest team in a very long time the, the I mean, deepest team for both men's and women's you know you've had people come through here in the program uh for for the women's you've had people uh with the men's as well you've had Marion Jackson come through you had all these other pieces and you know just it just seems like these teams are different mm-hmm. you know what what really has been that difference um yeah, I, I can't say too much about, like, the Marion mm-hmm. and, and their teams. I didn't see them a lot. But, I mean, like, last year, I can speak on last year. Right. It's like, uh, I mean, you you got a little bit of fuel. And, I mean, you know how it goes. And, I mean, you hear the outside voices and stuff, but we tune that out. But, I mean, really just you know how it goes and you know how Cleveland works. You know, like, the ins and outs of it. Like, one thing, like, you don't get a lot of warm-up time in Cleveland. I mean, I don't know why. But you just don't. So, like, you get your body warm at the hotel before you even get to the venue type thing. So, like, just being able to go through it and just knowing and having a team full of veterans who've been through 
the ups and downs of college basketball, I think, helps tremendously. You know, what last year losing in the semifinals to Akron I know was hard, seeing as you guys were the number one seed in the MAC tournament, and then seeing Ryan Rollins leave to go to the NBA, one of the greatest Toledo scorers, I mean, in a season we've ever seen. What motivation do you guys have coming in? Now you're going to Cleveland again. you either going to be the one or the two seed, depending on what happens at Ball State. What motivation do you guys have as a team knowing that this is a – you guys are – I mean, you guys are knit close. You guys have great chemistry. We see it on the basketball court, especially on the offensive side of the ball, and a lot more efficiently on the defensive side of the ball. What motivation do you guys have now going to Cleveland, knowing that, you know, Toledo teams in the past have not been able to get it done and wanting to be the team that finally breaks the curse and getting Toledo back into March Madness? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if motivation is necessarily the word. Like, if you don't have motivation going into Cleveland where we're at right now, you're in the wrong sport. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But um, I think we're all excited and, uh, you know, energized to to go play in Cleveland. But, I mean, one day at a time, yep. you know, we go handle Ball State and play there. Like, it's a really big game. They're a really good team. And uh, they got us here. The only mm-hmm. team in conference who got us here. So Only lost at home. Yeah. Right. I got a little bit of a fun question, I guess, you know. You were talking about, like, pregame rituals. Do you ever have any, like, pregame meal or postgame meal that you do that's kind of like a just a typical thing you hear – Certain athletes, you know, like I believe LeBron James at halftime always eats like two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You ever just have something that's just kind of interesting like that? Or is it just whatever it is? Yeah, like food-wise, not really. Okay. Not really. I, I try not to eat too much before the game. I don't like to feel like sluggish or any, or anything like that. But um, really just like my ritual is more like music. Okay. I'll pray. Okay. And then uh, kind of just meditate. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, so I'm going to go off of another fun question. So uh, I'm going to do a hypothetical three-point contest with the Toledo team. Who's winning between you or JT Shoemate? I got my pick. I mean, mean, the politically correct answer would be JT, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll say JT will get me. I'll say JT, yeah. But it won't be easy, though. It won't be easy. So you, you give him a fight. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It, it would, exactly. You know, it would take, you know, 99 attempts and then the 100th you'd miss. And then, you know, that's how it works. But I don't know what it has been with this team and being so automatic from, from the three, three. in general. Like, yeah. It just seems like almost anything you shoot up, regardless of where it's at, it just goes in. You know, you guys have this just this aura of confidence. We just keep uh, stressing it because it's something it's, we it's, haven't seen in a long time, we, yeah. even no. with last year's team. You, this is just something you just haven't seen really in Toledo basketball, just that overall confidence. And, um, you know, it's just so impressive to see what you guys have done over this whole season. You know, you had your battles, your ups and downs early on, you know, but you guys keep on fighting through it. You guys have had the challenges. You guys are now, 14 on this 14 game winning streak you guys keep on going smooth and it's just a testament to how you guys have played all year long and you know we just want to keep seeing it happen we want to see you guys in march this seems like the team that has to do it we want to cover you guys in march that too absolutely that too you know um any more questions for ray j today what is who's the hardest person to guard in the mac in your opinion that's a good one um yeah so i mean amani had the big game right Mm -hmm. He didn't uh, the second time. The I second always time. have to stress it. He, he got held before. Up. Right. So you got him. But, um, I mean, I've been playing against Xavier Castaneda since okay. I was uh, probably like yep. six or seven years old. Like me and him played on the same little team before. 
And uh, he's always been tough to guard, literally since we were six years yep. old. So <laughs> uh, you got him and then Sincere Carey, all three all Close three of them. Carey, but, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't really guard Imani too much, so I, I'll say Xavier or Sincere. Okay. Okay. I'd like if I can't that. say my own teammates. Okay, who is it on the team? Is there your own team? Yeah, now now it's a cop like you got Seth, you got JT, you got Dante, like EJ, Ra, like it just depends on what day you catch guys on. <laughs> that, that, yeah. That's also that's just that's a that's testament, testament of how this team, team yeah. Yeah. is, you know. Um, any question for you, Alan? Yeah, who on the team, if you guys all played a one on one tournament, who would win? Game of 21. Oh, a one on one tournament? Yeah. Um, I had to go with myself. <laughs> I think that's fair. Just off, <laughs> just off pure competition, but it won't be easy. Who would you be playing in the finals? In Ooh. the finals? <sighs> it depends on the day. That really is how this team is. I feel like if you would do it depending on the day, I feel like I could see Raheem Moss be in the finals with you. Because he might be arguably probably the best defender on the team. Oh, yeah. So you're not going to worry about him defensively. It's just so if he's, like, on his game shooting, I feel like he'd be kind of I think Raheem Moss, I I think he's one of the dark horses of this team. You know, he doesn't get talked about on the offensive side, but when he has a game on the offense, you already know he locks down on defense. And I think, you know, that's really probably, you know, the dark horse of this team to make sure this run goes. Especially that block against Buffalo. Oh yeah! Oh, oh, the the block against Buffalo. That 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 game in particular, where you guys had seven blocks on defense. You know, this is the what you would talk about as the weakness from the outside perspective of how this defense has played from start to now. The defense has gradually gotten better and better, specifically at home. And you know how much of that has been a big key and like a concern off the court, where you guys are trying to lock that up better. Uh, like defense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so like. I mean, nothing's a, like a better teacher than losing. So, yeah. like, we lost early by not playing defense, not rebounding. And uh, so everybody just kind of looks inside themselves and, and, and brings it. And then we put it all together at practice and everything like that. And then, like, as far as, like, defense now, though, like, JT's, like, what, top three in the conference yes. in block shots? Yes. And then, I mean, like, if we go on, like, blocks per, like, minute or something like that, AJ's probably pretty close himself. Yeah. Yeah, so, the gr- I mean, we got two pretty good underrated shot blockers yes. who, you know, I'm I'm proud of. Yeah, for sure. You know, this has been the weakness of this team. It's sort of really at home specifically down the stretch has been a strength of this team. And, you know, let's see how it goes in, in Cleveland. We expect this team to come and hungry. You guys are hungry all year. You guys have been hungry all year. <laughs> So obviously, we your body of work on the court speaks for itself. But we want to know what fuels that body, and specifically, we want we want to know what type of healthy foods you're eating. Specifically, what is your favorite fruit? <laughs> Great question. My, my, Great question. Be, my favorite fruit is probably mango. Oh, this guy. Wow. Fantastic <laughs> answer. That is my second favorite. Fruit. Yeah, <laughs> this like guy. Mangoes. This guy, yeah, man. Fruits. You know. Um, did not expect that. Did not expect that. You know, mang- mango's cool. But. All right. So I also have another one. So we know the NBA, uh, the NBA playoffs are about to start. Who you got in the finals? Um, I'm a big Curry fan, big so Curry I never, fan. I never count the Warriors out. Heck That's yeah. a fair one. What about the East? The East? Uh, I mean, you got to either go Giannis or Boston. 
That's fair. I, I, I'm, the way the way Milwaukee on like a fifteen. The way Milwaukee's playing right now, yeah. it is hard to go against them. Yeah. Yeah. Giannis. Giannis is. I personally, I don't care if how this sounds. He's the best player in the NBA right now, in my opinion, and it's not close. That's not ridiculous to say that. Some people would say it's ridiculous. I think it's not ridiculous at all. You know. So, um, but you know, to end this episode off, you know, again, just restressing the points that we've made. This team is on a 14-game winning streak looking to end the regular season on 15. I got one more question. You got one more question? Okay. So if you weren't doing basketball right now or modeling, you know, get to your career in basketball, what would you be doing right now? Ooh. You know what? That's a good question. That is a very yeah, good question. I don't um, – I mean, I always played sports growing up, so I, I'd have to imagine it'd be something in sports. Uh, I've always had an interest in, like, sports agents and just that whole thing. Like, Rich Paul has always been, like, real cool dude to me from the outside looking in. So I think maybe, like, just pursuing that right away. Yeah, that's a good one. That was almost what I decided if I didn't come into this department in uh, media comm and try and be a journalist. So, yeah. I had to find my information. Okay, so... We're gonna we're pulling up some stats here. So obviously you just hit a thousand points at Toledo. Uh, JT Shoemate, Cedric Milner also have a thousand points. Um, you guys are the second trio at UT history to be actively playing since your guys' assistant coach Justin Ingram when he was playing his his two teammates since 06, 07. How's that feel? I mean that's cool. That's definitely cool. Uh, just to know that that. that 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 doesn't really happen often, and uh, just to be a part of that is. It's special. For sure. But uh, if we play the three-on-three, three, I'm taking us, though. Taking us. Oh. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. All right. But, yeah, uh, with this, uh, you know, you guys have been on this magical run here, 14 games looking to make it 15 here at Ball State before your run at Cleveland, you know. And we just hope all of that goes well. We would love to see you in March Madness. Um, we – just praise your play, how you've been. You know, you've been one of the leaders, if not the whole leader of this team. And uh, we congratulate you on all your success and for your future as well, you know. So we would love to do episodes, you know, for March talking about you guys. For sure. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I would love that too. Yeah. Yes. So. That'd be amazing, you know. Uh, that'll be a wrap here on this episode, episode 49 here of the Ball and Beast podcast. Go listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go look up our website at ballandbeats.wordpress.com. You know, hopefully the YouTube channel will be coming out soon as well. So yeah, a, lot, a lot of big movement for us. <laughs> yes. And uh, that'll be a wrap on this episode. Thank you again, Ray J. Dennis, for coming on. We Thank appreciate you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, you. We'll, we'll be back. Peace out. Spread it out, baby.